What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. What's good, everyone? It's Marcus or Pink. What up, what up? It's Charles or Chuck. And you got Haz or Matt coming in here, bringing it in. We got... How do we phrase this? It is Return of the Queen, is what I gotta say. Mewdays back on top. LTC, of course, happened this weekend. Quite a top eight that we had there. Uh, Mewdays winning, which we were talking about before we went live. Great to see Mute do well uh, after getting beaten up quite a bit in Japan. It's nice to see Mute uh, jump right back in. No surprises, obviously. I think Mute as a player just encounters some inconsistencies based on uh, his health with his hands, right? And then also his controller is having some issues. Plus, Japan meta is a whole different beast. So I, I was happy to see Mute do really well and take down the tournament. I don't think he dropped a single set. So, yeah, no, he didn't. I don't even know if he went to a game five, honestly. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty dominant. Nope. But before we get into the episode, make sure if you guys want to support, make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment on some of the topics we're going over. And if you guys really want to support us, make sure to check out our Patreon for more bonus content, weekly bonus content, in fact. So, yeah, before we get into it. But yeah, Low, Low Tide City, very dominant performance by Mute. I think the big elephant in the room was Beastly knocking Meister into Loser, so Mute didn't have to face off against Meister. I think the last time they played, it was at Genesis, and Mute was able to beat Meister, but that has always been a very difficult matchup for Peach players throughout the history of Ultimate, right? Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, any character with that shield pressure, even Pikachu, like, it's kind of where Game of Watch makes his money, right? Is doing well against those conventional top tier. If you're Pikachu, close yeah. enough to his shield. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's huge. But, dude, also, shout out to Capitancito. I think we're all fans of the Capitan. Yes. You know? Capitan! Yes, Dude, so the thing I love about this run in particular is that he was talking shit on his seating, which is always a bold move. Because then if you do poorly, you're going to be eating shit on Twitter for like... Like, a You're limiting yourself to a couple routes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely the bad ending is on the table. You know what yeah. I mean? For sure. But he talked to shit. He got his tweet off. He said, what is this seating? This is bullshit. Most people vouched for him, honestly, to be fair. Most people were like, yeah, he should be higher than he is. Not only that, but he got second in the tournament. Yeah. 3-0-ing three, three Apollo Kage. Uh, what was uh, three one-ing Teaser. And 3-0-ing SkyJ. Like, especially SkyJ. I mean, I mean, Teaser's very good, too. But 3-0-ing SkyJ and 3-0-ing Apollo Kage. At this point in time, those are two really highly ranked wins. So I'm happy for Capitan Sito. That was sick. That resume is pretty actually impressive for a, a tournament that flew under the radar a little bit in terms of attendance. Like, you beat some of the best of the best people that you could have at this tournament, to be honest, other than like Mutes, but you made it to Mutes. <laughs> and, and beating Meister, too, game five, by the way, losers final. So, yeah, I was going to say Meister yeah, as well. Huge, yeah. That's huge. like, that resume might be more impressive than Mutes' win. If you think about Honestly? it. Honestly? Well, no, because Mutes beat Capitan Cito twice, so well, there you know, you go. like the math checks out, you know. Yeah, <laughs> can't win there, but yeah, good. Well, that's good a good point. overall. Yeah, a lot yeah. of upsets. Good top eight. I think most of us watched most of top eight, but yeah, it was a good tournament overall. Like you said, Gavin, a little bit it kind of snuck under the radar a little bit. I think the weekend in between Kagaribi and uh, uh, Battle of BC is just yeah, yeah. I think we're I think we're a little bit waiting room right now, but it was a good tournament. And congrats to Mutes and Capitan Cito for great runs there. I was at Shep. the last low tie, and I really like the venue. Like, I've been to a couple different Kalahari ones, and that was B&I's, like, personal favorite one. Um, nice. I'm happy that Mute won. Mute's a really good friend of mine. It feels like we're connected in a way in terms of, like, character, play style kind of thing. So we talk a lot about improving at the game, what we're frustrated with, blah, blah, blah. We play together a lot. 
so I'm happy to see um, Mudes prevail and win the tournament. It's also cool to see Diddy Kong make a surprise appearance in the top eight. Um, Beastly. You know, the, the usual, yeah, the usual Diddy Kong players weren't there. Shouts to Beastly picking up a really good win and getting a high placing. And yeah, Capitan was like the super X factor of that top eight, like get, going all the way to second place with me, Gunner. Surprise, that's a character that's in the game. Still, yeah. <laughs> Another matchup to know. Yeah. And Capitan Tito does a lot of cool things. Like we saw like drag down up airs into like forward tilt to force uh, Sky J off stage. And there, there was a bunch of cool things Capitan Tito does with the character. And obviously the way you uh, you set up the char- set up with the character as well with the down B bomb, I think is the one where you can like hit back and stuff. There, there's a lot of intricate stuff with this character. And if, if you've never played against a good me gunner, oh man, you're in for a huge surprise if you ever play Capitan Tito. Yeah. yeah. But fantastic player. Yeah, up tilt, down tilt were like go tos for the quick and strong. Yeah. yeah, quick and strong. Wait, but everyone's favorite me gunner move is forward air, right? Like for sure. There's no question. It's a, it's huh? a weird one. What do you mean? It huh? was, it's so you know what's crazy? It was better in Smash Four. They actually nerfed it. It doesn't yeah. go as far. Yeah, the moment, dude. The amount of oh, momentum fun. you would get was like crazy. Like full like, screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. would like recover with that move. You would double jump backwards fair and like. <laughs> um, I think. I think is that up throw air true? I don't know that I don't Puppy know. Tom always does that like up throw nair and like yeah. it, it looks so precise. So I can't tell if it's like true or not. Um, but I also don't really care to know if it is or not. Um. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it, it'll trap the opponent if they air dodge, right? For the most part, like sweeping nairs like that. So I got to say there were, there were a lot of upsets not making it to the top eight. I mean, Kobe was in this bracket. Uh, there were a lot of really good players. Uh, Kronos too, like not making it to the top eight. So shout out to everyone who made Top eight. Shu went on a run, the ZSS player. Great player. And I always like to see ZSS do well. Maybe that's just me uh, going back to the Mars days. But I still like the character. So shout out to Shu. Uh, I think winning fourth, I believe, right? Fourth, yeah. Getting the run back against Beastly, too. Yeah. So that was good shit. Apollo Kage, of course. Uh, I think he fell a little under his seating, but still, it's always good to see him do his thing. And Shattuck. Watching Shattuck play is always fun. So, yeah, it was a good tournament overall. I, I had a good time. It was a nice... I think like a nice little buffer week in between the two huge tournaments we have. Just like it's like a nice tournament that we we had to look forward to. But now I think Battle BC coming up. Do we have Chris, our producer? Do we have the the graphic for the seating? I linked the it. seating. Yes, let's talk about the seating a little bit. There's too much to talk about. There's this. Is, it's crazy because after Kagaribi, it's like how is the tournament going to get more hype? And then here we are because uh, it's basically Kagaribi. I think you just opened your whole panel there, Chris. <laughs> Uh, we can clip that, but either way, but after Kagaribi, it's like, how do we get a better tournament than that? And basically you added you and Leo and a couple others light into this tournament. And it's like, I don't know, man, this, this tournament is going to be ridiculous. You can see the number one C2 is Akola followed by Spargo, then you and Leo. So this is just ridiculous. Premier tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't even know that existed. Until I think now. they made it up for this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think Kagri B10 was premier tier as well. I think there's been a, other premier tiers. Like, I think Genesis is premier tier. It's essentially the new S plus tier. So before, for PGR rankings, it used to be like S tier, and then S plus tier was like the quote-unquote super majors. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this tournament. I think this tournament, in terms of the talent pool, I think it's a, it's a bit more top-heavy, like more top five talent is going to be there. But for Kagri B10, it was more like that you know 
10 or 15 through 50 area and then all of the sleeper picks in japan just the talent pool in japan being so thick in, in terms of just like best player of x or y in japan is going to be really strong right so you can, there's a lot of curveballs for a lot of top seeds coming into a tournament like kageribi but i think this tournament is just going to be much more insane in terms of just absolute top end because now we have tweet we have um american top or two best american players are going to be there and then two best uh, Mexican players are also going to be there. Um, Spargo was at Kagurubi 10. But then also all the top talent coming from Japan is also coming over here as well. Like uh, a lot of their top five slash top 10. And for sure, they're, they're two best players, which is Akola and Mia. So I'm very excited for this. I'm very interested to see how Mia does in this environment. Yeah. Uh, one thing, like, a, a little sidebar that I wanted to bring up on the podcast, but I don't know if we, uh, I had a chance to do it last podcast, was... Japan's general opinion on Game Watch, they think very highly of the character. So Mia, oh. both Mia and Shuton think that Game Watch is top five. Abadango thinks Game Watch is top ten. So and and that's a very different and and, and that's one of the reasons why I love like talking to Abba. He has really good English, so I, I get to talk a lot about just uh, what Japan as a region thinks about certain characters. And I actually got to hang out with Abadango the last time we we're uh, in Japan, so that was super fun. So yeah, I mean just how highly Japan thinks of Game Watch, and I really want to see Mia bring that kind of opinion over and show it to the world, you know, because they, they think really highly of the character. And I know in North America, we think the character's solid, but we think the character's strong, and it depends on who you ask, right? But I think the main appeal of Game Watch is how simple and effective he is. But I think in Japan, that is an appeal, but they also think he's just really strong on top of that, so... Yeah, I'm really excited to see how Mia does. Obviously, there's a lot of like sword characters and stuff like that that do well versus Game & Watch that are going to be popular in North America, but we'll see how Mia does in the bracket. Dude, EU representation too, going stupid at this tournament. The thing I love is that, so we always talk about how there are so many NA-based tournaments, and typically what we mean is USA. Canada counts too, obviously, though, because there is some great Canadian representation coming in here. Armadillo easily can go on a run. Obviously, you know Big D and Riddles, of course, obviously. But, dude, Black Tweens can have a day, of course. Grape, if you don't know Grape, Snake mm -hmm. got Grape, godlike player. Uh, Liam, great Belmont player. There are just a lot of really, really strong players. Uh, Smock, Soar, of course, Supergirl Kels, a lot of classics. Ouch, duh. I want to see Ca uh, Canada step up, man. One or two reps in, in the top eight, if we could. That's what I want. But not only that, but EU going stupid here as well. Gluto, Andres, Siski uh lugi too which is going to be pretty huge so it's been a while since we've seen top level luigi representation uh at a major of this size plus another great eu player which i love to see you got quick and Tarek, and then also mr r2 so captain Cito making Ramin. a reappearance I, I dude i haven't seen him in years i'm so jealous chuck that you got to see him two weeks ago well we all get, get to see him, him at battle of bc let's go that's yeah. right oh yeah so we're doing tweet talks live at battle of bc i'm Ramin. sorry marcus yeah we sure do man <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, please. You're going to have a good weekend, too. True. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a monumental one, probably. Yeah. yeah. Bro, this shit's crazy. And so the thing is, is that it's West Coast Canada. So there's also a lot of good West Coast players coming through uh, as well. So, dude, it yeah. should be. PNW. That, that, uh -huh, essentially, that's the, the region that we're uh, having this event. It, it is Canada, but mainly PNW. So shout to the PNW region. We're going to see a lot of the top level competitors come out for that. The only thing i'm missing 
in this tournament, there's one piece of the puzzle I'm missing, and it's Bloom. If Bloom was at this tournament, oh, this shit would have been like 20 Perfect, out yeah. of 10. Like, because it just would we would have had the top two reps from every region, right? So one day, True. one day we'll have a tournament with top two reps from every region because I think I think there is a decent gap between like the uh the top two of every region and the rest of the region and it, it's really cool because we've never been in an era of smash where each region had like a top their, their top two was in contention for you know top 10 top 15 in the world so it, it's a it's a really sick time for smash right now man this is gigalit you know why <laughs> i think about thinking on the wait what is what does gavin call it the litometer yeah uh <laughs> gavin <laughs> what the heck what Did, didn't he say that wasn't he the first person to say it i it was, was like has, it, was has. it was oh i can't Ooh. give it that i know you can't i know no, i know why you did no, that mentally no, it had Dang. to be mentally, but has already won gavin. has already won has already oh, won. I, the second gosh. you said i can't give has favorite uh co-caster i already won dude i knew oh, it was over i texted God. you i was like i know <laughs> anyway, you lost. <laughs> you lost. We I all won. lost. We all lost somehow. Um, this is the first tournament since Genesis that has all the heavy hitters. Collision had most of them, right? But it didn't. I don't think Collision had Guido and Akola. Yeah. And Calgary oh no, I'm sorry. Summit Summit had all of the heavy hitters, but Summit's not an open bracket, right? Yeah. So this right. is the first open bracket since um, Genesis that's had. Ooh all the heavy hitters uh you know light gluto sonics is here riddles like everybody is really here and you know who won that mk leo bro is he he very good point he is pissed you know he is angry you know how he gets when everybody's doubting him leo's not the best anymore leo kind of fell off Leo this, Leo that. Yeah, they better be careful saying that. Watch it, bro, because you know how he, he just shows up. All right, let me remind y'all. It just keeps happening. It's too consistent. It's too consistent. And I just want to see if he does it again. If he does it again, like, what can you even say about the guy? Like, yeah, yeah. man. That's what makes this tournament dope, though, because before it was just like, well, Leo's going to be in grands, right? Yeah. Like, Especially pre-quarantined, it's like, well, I mean, at worst, Leo gets second. At worst. And most of the time, he got first. On a bad anyway. day, yeah. On a bad day, he gets second. On not a bad day, he gets first. This this timeline is so exciting because you know, I, I definitely want Leo to come through and win and just show everyone up. But I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, and it's happened before. <laughs> it's happened before. But I, I, I just don't know. There's, there's so many different factors. And even when I dissect the top four or top five and their set records against each other, there's definitely some RPS going on where it's just like, okay, well, this player does well against this player, but is this player going to go up against this player? And it, it, it's really, really fun to dissect. Dude, there are so many X factors throughout this tournament, though. Like, how is Light going to do? It's been a minute yep. since we've seen Light play. People Light could... might get reminded. They will very quickly be like, Oh, because you know how it's gonna start day one with light, right? Yeah, man, I'm playing terribly. Like <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah, played yeah. in For so sure. long. He's gonna tweet. He's gonna <laughs> oh, yeah. Know the he gets, out. <laughs> he gets ninety. He gets ninety minutes of sleep. Oh, I'm so tired. Light <laughs> will win a bracket. He'll win a whole tournament and be like, man, I was just playing like shit. Like the whole yep. time, it just feels like light is shit talking everyone <laughs> at the same time. And that's I feel like that's his main goal. But maybe there's a bit of honesty in there. <laughs> Was that like we'll the call one with, uh, we'll Kameme call and that was Glitch Region, right? With Kameme and Sonics, 
and he just like washed everybody and he was like yeah i was probably like trash this weekend like, was, <laughs> it was like oh, okay glitch, yeah. has light ever said he played good that's what i want to know yeah yeah he yeah. has yeah definitely a you couple times he actually has is yeah. it like yeah. a 10 percent chance five percent what's the percentage <laughs> window 50 you always like oh it's you always like <laughs> Whip says quick, like, what did he just say? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you like that too. Like, like, dude, I mean, I played all right. I don't spam it. I do not spam it. You just okay. You don't spam it publicly. I I said I talked <laughs> to you about it. That's yeah. It. That's <laughs> so, it. Like, you only spam. I'll be honest um, with you, and I guess it is the same because I always say I'm playing bad. Always. I'm like, is dude, that an American thing? That must about? be an American ego thing. Yep. Man, imagine Something if I was like playing that. good. Jesus Christ, I would have just shit on everything. I don't even have to tell Marcus I'm playing bad because he just expects me to say it to him. Dude. All right. Another question mark. Two two sides of the same coin. DeBuzz coming in hot from Kagaribi. Yeah. Mudes coming in cold from Kagaribi, but heating up over LTC with a new yeah. controller, by the way. New controller. Let's go. Uh-oh. Mr. Consistency in Japan and Mr. Consistency in general. Riddles in his own backyard. Yeah. With that Canadian crowd, bro. I'm telling you right now, he has to play Yoshi Dora. That's that's what it well, that's if they really get, cool. if oh they gosh, get to each Dora's other. Here. Yoshi oh. Yoshi Dora. What do we say, man? Ooh. How's Yoshi Dora gonna do? Dude, what is this bracket? Oh my goodness, man. The I feel like we're missing his Zachary and Blue. Marcus is realizing what's happening. <laughs> Marcus we went, is yeah, he's downloading in real yeah, time. Yeah, before we went live, I don't think he was fully into it. <laughs> Well, it's like, I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, I mean, Tweaks there, Akola's there, Spargo, Leo, battle for number one, it's lit. And then I was like, well, Light's there, it's lit, and, yes. and Mia's there. And I'm like, you know, Light and Mia could very well win. It's it's definitely a huge possibility. Yep. And then you start going down the scene a little bit more, you're like, oh, Sonic's and Riddles, you know? Riddles won Collision, and yep. Tweak and Light and Spargo were all at Collision. Oh, snap. Hold on. Yoshidora's showing up. Yoshidora just got topped. Who the buzz is playing hot? Put some respect on my man Gluto's name. I was about to say uh, Gluto. Definitely. Me too, dude. I just got to that part of the bracket. It's Gluto. And also, I got to say, Neo as well. I'm excited to see what Neo does mm. in this tournament, too. Gluto and Light good X Factor. Are like sliding under the radar, and that shit ain't fair. <laughs> Crazy. They have to play each other for a top 24 spot, by the way. They're, they're this, based on the seating. That's if Shiny Mark doesn't do some damage, or Neo, or Capitan Sito, or Justice, or any of those. Yeah. I'm like, it, bro, this shit, I can't believe this tournament. And shout outs to the Battle of BC crew. I love them. They're We met Samuel at, at Summit. He's yeah. like the head mm, TO or main owner of the series. To this together. But the, the thing is, is they've been doing this for a while. This is their fifth one. Like, they, I love it because they naturally grew the tournament. Now it's at this point where it's like, whoa, this is like the tournament. This is one of the tournaments, you know, this year. It's one of the big three that we're going to have, Kagaribi, Genesis, and this, right? If you don't count Summit. Yeah, and then we got Smash yeah, Con coming got, up, which yeah, I'm assuming I mean, it will be a, just a stack. Yeah. So, I... And Shine, we're all going, right? It's going to be lit. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. keep going. <laughs> I'll go just for you, Hez. That's my guy. All right. There you go. There you go. But it, it, it's great to see this tournament series grow because I think when I started noticing this tournament, uh, like essentially get on my radar, because I know they're mainly melee or they started off with, as a melee tournament, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, last year at Battle of BC4, they had 
they flew out J- Japanese players, right? I believe T and Ken went, and we saw a great performance coming Shuton. out from like Ouch. Shuton went as well. We saw Ouch get um, some upsets, which was really sick to watch. And you know, always love seeing Wolf do well in the current meta and stuff like that. So really sick to see this tournament go from okay, you know, we got we got a handful of Japanese players to this this like premier tier s plus tier right it, i i think it's a very large jump and just really shout out to the to team and they're they're doing amazing things just organizing the, all of this together and it, it even with us being in the process of having tweak talks at the event it's been such a great time in terms of planning things out they've been really on it with like you know different meetings that we've been having with them just very organized in general and it's been a great experience overall and i can't and we haven't even gone to the tournament yet i can't They're wait to sh- go to the tournament Dude, they sent us our hotel reservations like a week ago and the best way to get like all this travel stuff like just yeah. dude they're 10 like, out of 10 experience absolutely yeah for sure which you don't get all the time when you go to these tournaments sometimes like all right see you whenever you get here i guess it's like okay <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i guess i'll then, figure it out later and then you're at the hotel room trying to check in and you're like what do you mean i don't ever <laughs> yeah they spelled my uh, name wrong you know or yeah, they use yeah. they use my middle name a lot when i i don't know why like so i'm like oh, <laughs> did they put my middle name for my last name <laughs> happens all the time i don't yeah. know what's up with that but either way um dude speaking of melee is gonna be insane too man i'll definitely be watching that in person this is like one of the first big melee tournaments we've had in a while like Ops everyone has gotta defend everyone is there dude oh true actually yeah he didn't start winning majors till he moved to canada good smash in canada i gotta say melee and ultimate for sure yeah very very strong region so yeah dude i mean so and sorry well marcus obviously you know you'll have opinions and first-hand experience for this but i think it's been a while since all of us have been at a major so i I think it's interesting to talk about and break down like what our process is and preparing for charles obviously to be me and you will be more on the commentary side of things um in the content side of stuff gavin obviously preparing as one of the best players in the world trying to defend your title or, or earn it or whatever you want to call it and marcus obviously you've been a top level player too and i think it's different when you're not in a flow of going to a tournament every weekend or every week or whatever so i mean honestly the reason i'm asking you guys is because i'm kind of nervous going into the tournament because i haven't commentated in like a month or something i'm like damn what if i suck yeah. what if i lost it all of a sudden which i i, I know it isn't gonna happen oh of course but like I got to check in with myself. You know what I'm saying? Don't so. worry. I think your co-caster is pretty good. Max, yeah, he's great. <laughs> Max is great. I'll give it up. Tell us Max. Yeah, me and Charles are doing top eight. We're very excited. They always try to Yay. separate us. We're too powerful. Uh, when we're together. <laughs> so, Marcus, what do you do? So, it's been a few months since you've been to a tournament and you want to prep and do well. What What do you do? Like, what are your what's your thought process there? Oh, me? Oh, this is great. I can do this. I can say that because I do this all the time. Like, um, yeah. I, don't really, I don't really go to mini mages anymore um just mostly stick to locals and when i know that something's coming up that i'm potentially going to uh i actually practice i don't i don't practice <laughs> i don't yeah. practice anyway i haven't practiced in who knows how long um at least consistently so I actually practice i'll sit down um i'll watch myself a lot i'll while i'm playing i ask myself a ton of questions about like my mental like is there anything that was upsetting me while I was playing? Like, oh, I should work on that. Or is there any situations that I'm seeing that I'm not capitalizing on? And even if I'm not doing it like mid uh, practice session and I'll look into it afterward. Right. So I'll like record it and be like, oh my gosh, I'll let that slide like four times. Like what's going on? Like I need to crack down on like this aspect. And then I'll go into that. My next practice session, I'll go into that 
you know, the session after that. And I kind of just rinse or repeat that process for like three weeks or something. Like I'm not, I don't expect to like, my goal is much different than Gavin's. Like Gavin is, he's staying locked in all the time. You know, he wants to be the best in the world. I just like playing. I think it's really fun. Um, and I, that that's two completely different things. I think it takes a lot to like admit that. Like for most people, they it's hard to say that out loud. Like I really don't want to be the best in the world, you know? And so it, just knowing that, like, especially when I can easily look at someone like Tweak or look at the other players and see like how uh, much they want it, like end game, the passion that they have when they're playing or uh, the passion they have when they practice in, like, I know that's not me. Right. So I just practice for a little couple weeks, like see how I do. My main goal is to go and enjoy myself um, at this point in my life. Like I just, I just want to have fun. If things go well for me, I'm like, Oh, it's lit. Like this practice paid off for three weeks. And if things don't go well, I'm like, dang it. Like if only I'd practice more, I probably would have done better, but I know that. Right. So that's, that's just for me at least. And now it's time to get lit. After you're out of the bracket, bracket, take me to Long Island. No matter what, no matter what, it's getting. (laughs) He said after the bracket, he's full of shit. (laughs) Meet me on Long Island. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chuck. We'll save Gavin for last. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, uh, and I think it's interesting too because obviously, you know, not preparing for a bracket, but preparing for commentary. I mean, some people would rather uh, face MK Leo in a bracket than they would get on the mic and try to talk to whatever 10, 20,000 people. So when prepping for it, what do you, I guess we could compare notes here, Chuck. Like, what do you do when you get ready for it? What do you, how do you prepare for uh, a big, cause we're, we're on top eight. This is a big fucking tournament. Are you nervous? What are, what are we going to do here, Chuck? Not really. I, for commentary, I feel like I've just done it so many times and I used to be, like back in Smash 4, I used to be super nerdy. I, I used to like look up records and like all this kind of stuff. I used to take like pages of notes before I would do my pools for doubles or whatever shitty block I would get during Smash 4 or whatever because I was on the come up or whatever, right? So I would know every single player, where they're from, yada, yada, yada. I'd do like intense amounts of research. Nowadays, I don't do that. I know that at the end of the day, I have an incredible amount of knowledge about the game and I can always just go off the game. There's always going to be two characters playing against each other. And most of the time for the earlier blocks, they'll usually pair me up with like a local commentator or something like that. And they usually can cover that. So it, it, it kind of depends if I don't have a local commentator in my block and I'm doing like pools or something, then I'll do some research on some players and stuff like that. I think that's the main one is just knowing players so you can establish storylines, even if they're local storylines, because I do think that's very important regardless. So those are the only times I'll actually look up notes and stuff like that. And then set counts is just something really easy that I can just like look through. And for the most part, I think the main thing is remembering the last time they played, where was it and like who won? And you don't even have to know the set count, but like knowing the set count helps too, right? Uh, I think for me, the more stressful thing as of lately has been getting content for tournaments. Like at Kagari B10, we did a recap, me and Bam, and it was extremely stressful because I also was trying to like do Japan stuff. But at the same time, I was trying to do content. And if, if you watch it on Smash University, let's just say I'm not very proud of how I did that voiceover. I think it. I honestly think it kind of sucked, but um, regardless, we're like, we're learning, right? And voiceover content's interesting because I'm, I'm just not too used to it. So I'm getting better at it and it, it's, it can just be stressful overall because like, okay, commentary. And then like, I'm also planning Smash University content too. And we're also planning on doing Smash University content for Battle BC. So I think for me, that's the most 
stressful part of going to tournament nowadays because it's not just commentary right before before i used to do like man in the beginning of ultimate i used to enter the bracket i used to coach void slash tweak and i used to commentate so imagine doing all three of those things and then i'm like super salty so i would like lose last talk last hit game three and i'll just be so tight i'll be yep. so pissed and i'm just like well what am i doing to myself i'm like coaching someone else against like top level players so like i the the amount of work that that takes to do is a lot and especially if i'm not as good as a player as i'm coaching so i need to study and have more information to like override that right to like kind of equal it out and then on top of that commentary just takes a ton of energy commentary of the three yeah. probably takes like the most amount of energy uh, the only one i would exclude is maybe like competing at top eight on the stage because that probably takes a lot of an energy and that's something i've never experienced before so i can't like speak on that but like competing in like pools slash like round two of uh bracket or whatever like round two pools and coaching and commentary commentary takes the most amount of energy like by far of all those three so it, it can be a little stressful that's why i stopped competing and i tried to i try to make it so i only do two things max at a tournament so it's like content commentary cool those are my two things coaching commentary cool those are my two things right so uh kind of limiting myself in terms of like how much stuff we do and i and i know that's why even for tweak he sometimes he'll do content at tournaments but for the most part it's like mainly focused on bracket because it's like a whole marathon right the thing too is like it's all about balance and i felt the same way for such a long time chuck is like well, the thing is, if you competed and then you did well and you got a commentary, that was the best because you're all fired up. Like, you're feeling good. Like, you bring yeah, real yeah. energy, you know, like, like none of that, you know, no fake hype shit. So it's tough, though, because then, like you said, then you want to socialize and see all your friends and you want to do all this. Like, when do you sleep? When do you study and, like, figure out, you know, how matchups work or what to look out for? So the thing I always keep in mind and why I also stopped entering brackets quite a bit is, well, A, I felt like it was disrespectful to the tournament. Like, they're hiring me to be there. Obviously, if they can and it's not a big deal, then let me compete and that's great and that'll be fun. But I'm there to commentate. Like, I'm hired to commentate. So I want to put more effort into that because if you do shitty on commentary, they will let you know. Like, that is the thing. So, oh, great. Like, you outplaced, like, I got, I don't know, 33rd. Out of, oh, wow, that's awesome. That's really cool. That's great. But then you do shitty on commentary and everyone's like, this guy sucks. Like, he's washed. Like, what's up with him? Like, did he even, you know, all this stuff. Then you get let up. So it's like, you really got to pick your battles. And, you know, obviously... The older I get and the more that I go to tournaments, the more I care about doing a good job on commentary, especially because I get hired to do it. So I always try to carry some pride in anything that I do. I, I want to give my all to it. So usually I just commentate and do tweet talks, obviously, if we're doing that stuff or any other content. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I actually love the shit that you said you don't really do anymore. I love like I get nervous until I'm preparing for and thinking about what the tournament really means. And it's less about like frame data like game and watches up b is x frame and like all that stuff like yeah that's cool i guess but the idea is why is this tournament so important like if i'm a viewer who just turned in why the fuck should i care that Sparko's playing against mia like why is that important why is that significant and that should come through on my commentary so to me it's more about the thing that sucks and the thing i like about doing later parts of the bracket not only the higher quality matches but there's more history usually and more certainty. So if we come into the top eight, Charles, we're going to know who's playing who for all the first couple of matches. We can, we right. can study that. We can know all that shit unlock. But after that, it's a crapshoot. We could study a uh, layover versus tweaks coming up or we, well, that's projected. And then it doesn't happen. And it's two people we've never heard of before. And we're like, Oh shit. Like what do we do? Or two players who have never played before is more likely at that point. So to me, it's all about, I like the preparation because it makes me feel more confident and being able to speak to, I think it's a part of my commentary that's strong is I love, 
I love the game. I love the scene. I love the stories that we have. And it's always something I want to focus on. So I love studying that shit and paying attention to it. I still, I still do it. Like, I don't know. I, maybe it's kind of dorky, but like, I just, I always look up the second. No, I mean, if it, if it, it, if it helps you, I to for yeah. me, it just got to a point where I was like, this isn't helping me that much anymore mm. because even for, I do think the most important thing is the storylines. And this is something that I think EE is like particularly strong at. He is the, in my opinion, the strongest commentator at painting a story and it, he's done it throughout multiple iterations of Smash. He's incredible at it. And I, I've, I've studied, even back in Brawl and Smash 4, I would study and break down E's commentary, like word Keep for it word. down. He can hear you, dude. Keep it down. <laughs> he's not here. He's visiting his mom right now. Nice. Perfect. All right. Go for it. W, W, W. Okay. <laughs> but he he's so good at it. And I one thing that I kind of picked up from him is he will take it like block from block block by block so even before me and bam went to go commentate top eight of kagribi we looked at the top eight and we we're like okay what are the upsets what do we want to see happen what can we hype up and like like it's not rocket science or anything but me and bam went in with a plan for a storyline like hyping up the akola versus zachary like see if we get that and even the first two winner semi sets going to game five last talk last hit and then we got the faded matchup was so hype like the wheel of fate is turning yeah <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? ex exactly so yeah so and like yeah, yeah. And I'd yep. say too, probably the most important thing to me, and I tell this to a lot of commentators when I do Metafy lessons and stuff, is your job when you're there is to bring the vibe of the tournament back home for people who aren't there, like totally. which is really hard to do. Like, so you should be not hanging out in your hotel playing Breath of the Wild or playing Tears of the Kingdom. Like, you should be in the venue. You can do whatever you want, Gavin. You're competing. Like, oh, okay. if that's gonna help you win, go for it, man. But you gotta pick up the vibe of the tournament. Like, there are gonna be so many sets that are happening off stream that people are getting crazy for, especially Canada. They have a great crowd. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like Canada, Florida, you got to be a part of the crowd and bring that back home. It's so important to do that shit, uh, which is something I missed over COVID so much, which I noted and kept going. So the final thing I'd say is that I play more when there's a tournament coming up. So I can, I know what it feels like to be fucking stuck at the ledge. Like this sucks so bad. Like, how do I get out of here? It sucks to be in disadvantage. It sucks to be get hit by, you know, Mithra F smash at 60, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like just dumb mm -hmm. shit. It's like, damn, this really makes me feel some sort of way because if you can't do that and you can't bring that home like what's the point is how i feel about it so i've been playing more again um i'm always playing on and off though so yeah it's been well especially at tournaments i think that's when we, oh yeah oh I, yeah I, as as commentators i think we can confidently say that's when we play the most especially because as someone who's 32 it's a lot it just feels so much better to play smash offline because that's that's oh, yeah. how i was raised to play the game so like i'll play wi-fi here and there but man, nothing hits like offline smash. I think that's like it for everyone, but I feel like yeah. the younger generations, it's a lot easier for them to tolerate smash is because they were brought into the scene maybe through Wi-Fi. So it's like, it, it's something that they're a lot more just used to. A part of it too, is that's a social part of it. That's a part of the scene. That's a part of everything. And like, that's your job as a commentator is to bring it home. So I'm feeling nervous right now just because I've been there in a while. But as I do my prep and once I get on that flight and put on some good music and like, I don't know, feel myself a little bit, we're having a good time, so yeah, it'll be good. Oh yeah. Hell All right, Gavin, wake up. You got to talk about your tournament. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Like, I mean, well, how do you feel about this tournament coming up specifically as a player that could? for sure win this tournament win the whole thing i mean we, we talked about all the other players but you are another contender at least a top four contender i i think in most people's eyes in terms of seeding that could definitely take this tournament so how do you how do you feel about this tournament coming up there's so many things in and out of the game that i could talk about in terms of like what i do to get ready the first thing i i i'm thinking about right now as y'all are asking is um 
my last few events and like how those went, what I liked, what I didn't like, what happened, who I played against. And it's interesting because my last couple events were Summit and Kawaii Con. And they were so different um, in terms of what I was doing on the screen. Like Kawaii Con was uh, all Diddy Kong. Um, Summit was a lot of Sephiroth. Um, And I just... One thing I think about in game is like what matchups or what players or like what stages, like where did it feel like I was uncomfortable? And like, I'd like that, like what it's very cool. Cause Marcus was talking about similar things, like asking yourself questions and then diving into like why those questions are appearing in the first place and why those feelings are happening. Same thing. When I practice, if I'm playing against a weird character, it's like, why do I feel rigid? And like, why does this matchup feel so difficult and like really diving into it and like trying to emulate the worst case scenario in my head, like, like imagining myself on the big stage of this top eight tournament and like playing this weird matchup or feeling really uncomfortable with my gameplay and thinking about what I would do in that moment to like win regardless. Cause you know, it feels more um, realistic to emulate that in my brain than just the, Everything's going to go perfectly. I'm not going to mess up any combos. I'm going to play all winning matchups or something like that, right? So I, I like to, to emulate that. Like, even going as far as to, like, you know, let's say I'm in the shower in the morning and just thinking about, like, I'm going to walk in the venue. What is it going to feel like? Talking to, to friends or fans. How is that going to be? Like, my match, my, my second match, being on the stage. Like, I, I try to emulate that in my head to as far as I can. So like when I'm in that moment in a couple days, it's not like a surprise or uncomfortable. Um, but going back to gameplay, I'm kind of rambling a bit, sorry, but uh, I, when I'm playing really well or when things feel comfortable, it feels like I can do whatever I want. I can be at any part of the stage as I want. Like it feels really like second nature so that's what I want to get to. And I like to ask myself like the same thing for when things go poorly. Like why do things go so well? And seeing if I can bleed that feeling into like difficult matchups or players I have a hard time against or, you know, maybe a stage that I'm not as comfortable on as another one. Um, that's that's the goal. Um, and I even do a lot of things like meditation and exercise. And I try to balance out. Like sometimes I prioritize those things over playing the game. Like lately, since my last event, I haven't even been playing that much. But when I do play, I feel like I'm playing really well. So I, I'm trying not to frustrate myself or get upset about the fact that I'm not playing. Because sometimes I start to get upset. But when I am playing, I'm playing well. So I'm trying to make the most of that and um, try not to think that I need to be playing 10 hours a day to be ready. Because maybe it's just not the case. Because um, I played with Haz yesterday and that was... Um, some of the most I've played in like since my last tournament. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see how I feel when I get to the event. Like maybe I'll play a lot. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll focus on other things. But I'm really excited. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm having a bit of a weird experience looking at the seating and the list. I'm like all these good players and like, you know, seeing my name in bold or seeing my seed really high. I'm like, damn, is do I, is this really what I do? <laughs> it, it's been a little bit since I actually played. Uh, so sometimes you have to, I have to remember that this is one of my biggest life purposes. Uh, 
Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. I, I, I looked at my bracket for the first time before we went live. I'm already mentally preparing about how that's going to go. So the ball the ball is starting to roll. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I actually have a, an interesting question. Do you think that all the, like, storylines and the hype about, like, oh, man, who's number one, like – because I think a lot of people, for most, for the most part, they really only think it's two people. Um, I think there's a few players that would put you up there, or a few people in the world that will put you up there, a few that say that, you know, Leo hasn't really lost the spot yet, like truly lost the spot. Yeah. Um, so do you think that, like, that hype and all that, that pressure, expectations from that is really going to get to you? Or do you try not to think about those types of things? Because I know... As someone who I've never been that good, right? Like I've never been in contention for best in the world, um, maybe for PM, but um, I never, I know that when like the, the pressure and the expectations start to come, when like people start talking, sometimes it can get to me. Do you think it, it gets to you or? Uh, the main thing I'm really worried about is playing some of these players that I've had a rough time with and like what it's going to be like if I play them again. Cause I have so many things I want to try and so many game plans and I want to make sure I make the most of that. And one, I hope they work. And two, like the, the, the outcome I could see myself crumbling under is if those game plans super don't work <laughs> and it's like a game or two has passed and I have no idea what to do next. That's when I start to fall apart um, so I, I have to dig deep into that and really, um, have a game plan for that kind of thing. But in terms of best in the world and stuff like that, like my ego has been so large since such <laughs> a young age that I don't remember a time where I didn't consider myself the most skilled smash player. Like, I can't tell you, like, honestly, when I didn't consider myself to be the best, like just skill wise, blah, blah, blah. So my, in, in my head, my journey has always been like, what can I do to prove it to more people? Um, and after a certain point, I kind of like, when I was a kid, like I would like just say that into the void, like, Oh, I, I want to be the best. I, I am the best. I'm going to win this. Like after a certain point, you kind of stop talking and you just keep playing. Um, but yeah, to be brutally honest, like, I mean, for better or worse, it's probably why I show up in the first place. Is like I just think I'm the best, and I'm here to to do my thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know if anything could ever change that. <laughs> <laughs> like, because honestly, like y'all have known me for a while. Like, I don't, I can't think like I could lose to someone one thousand times, and it's like, nope, <laughs> I'm still better. <laughs> uh, or you know it's not like I don't work on beating them. Like at the same time, like it's just, it's just is what it is. Like I could pick random on the character select screen in top eight of this tournament. And I still fully expect myself to win. Like I just, I can't help it. Um, and I'll be very upset even if I lose, even though I picked random or something like it's just how, how it goes. Uh, so yeah, there's players I want to play against and there's game plans I want to work on and like apply in the moment. But I don't think the pressure would, like, no. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a nice. that's a good question. I feel like there's a lot of players that put unnecessary layers of pressure on themselves. I think the most common one is like, all right, guys, this is my last tournament. I'm quitting after this one. So uh, <laughs> let's see how this goes. And it's like, wait, why'd you, why'd you tweet that? Or why'd you say that? Like, <laughs> wait a minute. Because <laughs> it's like, all right, guys, this is the last tournament I'm ever entering for the rest of my life. I hope I do really good. Like, uh... <laughs> That's dude. That's a crazy thing too. Because if you do that, it's like the cool thing about Smash is you can always just go to another bracket. But if it's your last life, there's so much more pressure on you than yes. ever. Like there's, I'm not going to another bracket after this. That's it. I uh, and it's also like I. It's not like I haven't put that pressure on myself in some way in the past. Like, because I've gotten second on like worldwide rankings a couple times, and that shit is a real test for a lot of reasons. Because like. You're right there, you know what I mean? And I've taken a lot of damage from that in over the years because I've put a lot of focus into being the best and being number one. And, um, you know, I think I've also just had a lot of, of experience with Smash and competing and rankings and, like, pressure and, like, social media talk and everything. So I think, you know, I've learned how I want to navigate that myself over the years. And there's just... There's so much to focus on that it's like you can't even – there's some things that you can't even let into your brain even if you wanted to. Like, like bro, I have to fight against Steve. I Like, I, I can't worry about anything else but surviving right now. Yeah. Minecraft <laughs> Steven, like the most powerful being in Super Smash Brothers. Yes. <laughs> Truly, though, no bullshit. Yeah, it's uh, something that EE says a lot on the mic that I, I, I really like this line is there, there's a lot of times you have to have short memory. And I think that's, that applies to like if you have an input error in the game, you just got to like forget that you did that real quick just because like the next yeah. moment's already happening, right? You can't like dwell in the past. And even yeah. for certain things that pressure you too, like you, you got to have a short memory with those kind of things too. Just like just out the window, out in one ear, out the other. You can't let it affect you and like, affect you especially in the current match and yeah and that's why i think it's like storylines are really cool but i think for players sometimes storylines can get into their own heads like oh i'm representing my region or my sub region or my country and i i really have to do well for that and it's like if you're thinking about all those things instead of just winning the match it it takes away it diverts your attention yeah. right and that well, and that so adds unnecessary layers of pressure and that's why i like having so many game plans or playing like a or having a lot of game plans with my character specifically, lots of heavy execution, because you're focused on so many things that you, you don't even realize yeah. you don't even realize where you are in the world right now or something. Like that's my goal. And that's something I talk a lot about when I teach the game as well, is is um, you know, how deep can we go into this like character flow chart? Because a lot of people come to me and they say, like, oh, there's so many matchups, what do I do with this or that? And then I try to reframe that and like tell them why I do what I do to avoid that kind of thought process. Um, you know, I could go back to a tournament that went really well for me. Like let's make moves like 2023. Like that was in my region. Like you just said, like with that kind of thing, like yeah, you're defending even, home turf. I don't even good. realize that's part of the process at all until the tournament's said and done, especially cause like I've been, I've been playing for so long and, and stuff like that. Like, like my region doesn't even like, heavily cheer for me until it's like borderline grand finals <laughs> i've been around let's so from someone else from a different country <laughs> like i've been around so long and 
they're so used to me playing that like sometimes I don't even realize that's part of the thing. Like I'm so absorbed into the game that like I'm and that's what I want. It's not even a bad thing. Like that's the goal is like to be so invested in what in in what you're doing that you don't even have the mental capacity to think about, oh, if I win this, I'm the best in the world, or oh, if I lose here, then I'm not in contention for best of the world. Cause like I've been around that area for so long that it's like it's starting to help me. You know what I mean? Like maybe that pressure is like um, easier to deal with than it was when I was younger. That's the faded phrase. In my opinion, if I win this, if I win this set or win this game, then X or then Y, right? Like it, it, it's, it's definitely an uh Oh question. If you're in the middle of playing. Yes. <laughs> if you, if that thought crosses your mind during a set, just eject, get out. Like, <laughs> Eject that thought but, immediately and get back to playing. Well, maybe we shouldn't panic that hard. You are, <laughs> then, bro, then you might that's, play worse. You are about to double jump neutral air dodge and lose everything. Ah, Spargo. That's how everybody used to lose to Hungry Box in Melee. So, hey, I'm chilling. As long as I don't get hit by rest. Bing. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> as, as the thought is going through your mind. As long as I don't. Bing. So, sometimes those thoughts, you just will it. You manifest it into mm-hmm. happening because you're thinking about it so much that it, it happens, man. And that's like obviously something beyond Smash and beyond anything else. But I think the idea is obviously being and this comes with age and comes with experience obviously like the first time you get your first top 24 it's like well i'm so nervous top 24 i'm almost top eight right you start thinking about top eight um oh, I'm, I'm a top eight oh, i'm close to winning the tournament and you start thinking you gotta live in the moment right like, you gotta be there you gotta be present not even just i need to win this game it's like well this just happened i can't be thinking about damn i should have got hit by that backer i need to bring it back to reality i need to focus because your your opponent is doing that they're like wow i just back and i'm gonna do it again i'm gonna do it again i'm just gonna keep i don't know man you got to be in the moment. Like you just a hundred percent have yeah. to be all the time. It happens. And there's so many things you can try to see if you can do that. Like, yeah. Actively working on that, whether it's in or out of the game. And if anything, that process can be kind of interesting and enjoyable too. So I feel like that's what you've Definitely. been doing a lot, Gavin, just, you know, the past like year or two, just kind of dissecting and figuring out what can get you into that mode where you're not thinking about all the other outside things, right? And yeah. you, you already kind of said some of your outs or vices are more so like really tech heavy characters and stuff like that. Just a lot of different things that you've experimented with and it's going to be different for everyone, right? Some other other players might have different ways to get their mind off those kinds of things, but you have your ways of doing it and it could work for other players or, you know, it could not. But as long as you're trying, trying to figure out that process, right? And try to figure out those answers, I think is the main thing. Yeah, true. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up, everyone, I right? I think so, man. For this right. episode. Battle BC finna be lit. Can't wait. Oh, I'm getting a yeah. fresh cut, Chuck. I'm getting a fresh cut right oh. before Battle BC. Oh, I'm going okay. tomorrow, man. Yeah, okay, okay, tomorrow, okay. Fresh barber. cut tomorrow. Fresh cut tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Be a whole new man come this weekend. I'm, I'm going to try to grow out the beard before. Oh. I don't know if it'll make it, but that's why I look a little scruffy, all right? I don't always <laughs> look like this. Okay, guys? What? Chuck, you look totally normal. What is happening? Uh, We got Charles. We have NA versus the world uh, crew battle. Me, you, and oh, Max. Yeah. We're gonna oh, get lit be before that. That's how I feel. Yeah, oh, I think Island's coming in. Oh, it's go- oh Long Island, Long Island Chucky, Island. bro. Yeah, you're you're there to represent Long Island, is what I gotta say about <laughs> it. Okay, all right. Oh man, it's gonna be we'll great. See. That'd be great though. Okay, right, so you guys- that'll be C. We'll see you guys on the other side. Yeah, stick around. Um, we're also gonna go into our bonus Patreon episode, and the topic, which I just thought about during the episode, is going to be dealing with bracket demons. So that's gonna be the topic for the bonus episode. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure to support us on Patreon. And until next time, we'll see you later. See you.